Hello, hello. Hello, fine chaps. How are we today? I hope we're well. I hope you are having an awesome day. It's probably the best day that you've ever had because you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> if you were having a shit day, now you're having a good day. Oh, yeah. And um, speaking of good days, we have a special <laughs> guest. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the good day. We have a special guest. That um, makes my day. Yeah, he will make your day incredible. You know what? He will make your life incredible because this guy is something special. So we got the opportunity to interview Adam Jellick from My Goals. He is the founder and managing director of this amazing Melbourne-based stationary brand. If you don't know My Goals, definitely check it out. It's a stationary brand that is focused around inspiring people. Their mission is to essentially help people complete their goals and the way they do it is just so fresh and so interesting. And the words of wisdom that this guy shares with us in this podcast is so amazing and so inspiring. It was just so good to talk to him. Mm, yeah, it was very refreshing. And uh, I love his perspective, man. So if you've got a pen and paper, if you're like not in the car, <coughs> yeah, don't forget to take some notes if you can, if, unless you're driving, of course. Because, um, yeah, he does share some valuable knowledge in this one. And um, yeah, it was awesome to just chat with him. So shout out Adam for coming through. Shout out My Goals. Uh, we also do some videos for them too. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. You are now listening to Food for Thought. Food for Thought. Food, Food for, for thought. thought. Brought to you by Flying Art Studios. Flying Art Studios. <laughs> but yeah, all right, let's, let's kick things off. What's up, everyone? We are back. Um, and we, we have Adam with us. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Uh, yeah, calm down. And uh, so yeah, Adam uh, is the founder of My Goals and uh, we, we like to keep it pretty chill. So I think it'd be nice if you told us your story because, um, you know, it's from the source. So how, how the hell did you create My Goals? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of our listeners I feel like have seen it around and they've seen the planners. Um, how did you even get into creating planners in general for people? Okay, so the story really begins when I was 16 years old. So I always take mm. people back to, you know, not when the business started, but when I actually came up with the whole ethos of, you know, setting goals and getting into personal development. So here I am, 16 years old. Um, I've got dreams and aspirations of being a professional athlete. So I'm playing soccer. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm at the time, I'm looking for the edge. So I'm trying to work out, you know, what can I do to better myself to actually get to that level I want to be at. And um, 16 years old, I start reading books about successful individuals, business entrepreneurs, um, professional athletes. And there's this common denominator that they always talk about. And they talk about goal setting. Mm. You know, and throughout these books I'm reading, it's like, my goal was, my goal is. And I'm like, what's this goal setting stuff? Right. And I dig deeper into it and then I find out that um, there's this amazing tool out there that sort of helps you define what you want to become. And mm. if you follow the principles and you take action, then, you know, you increase your odds of success. So at 16, I started setting my first goals and I remember it was on a black scrap piece of paper. Took out coloured pencils. I don't know why I'm 16 years old and I'm using coloured pencils, but I wrote my first set of goals. And they're all based around, you know, becoming a professional soccer player. Uh-huh. Um, cut to the chase, I don't become a professional soccer player, but I've learned the process of setting goals. Right. And, it's a, and it's a tool that sticks with me. At around the same time, I read a book called The Hero's Journey by the late Jim Steins. Um, this book that actually resonated with what I was thinking as an individual. Because growing up middle class and growing up within my peer groups, um, you know, dreaming big wasn't a thing that we naturally did. 
Mm. So I read this book and it's telling me, you know, you know, there's a world out there, you know, you can actually achieve your goals, you can actually achieve your dreams. So that's when I start to think, you know what, what do I actually really want to do with this world, that, you know, this one chance that I've got? And at the time I was becoming a professional soccer player and that was my escape from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Mm. So, and um, the last bit, the last connecting dot was I was always into art and graphics. So being creative in some respect, uh, that was something that I did. So my future business partner were actually in the same classes throughout high school. So there was this connecting, you know, I didn't find out until probably 10 years later, you know, looking back, that's where it all connected. It's like, shit, I was already, I was already on the road to sort of connecting all these things together. I didn't realize, yeah. but then 10 years later, I would start, you know, at the age of 26, I would start a, a stationary brand called My Goals. And initially the idea was just, I need a book to help me put my goals in, to help me track my day to day, and, and, and just stick with me and, and, and be aesthetically pleasing. So it was like a problem and it was just like, there's nothing out in the market, so I might as well just try to create my own. Right. And that's literally what it was. I remember going on onto the computer and, and typing out the whole book, the first My Girl's Diary, and then I printed it off. You typed out the whole book? I typed out how the you, whole, how did you do I mean the format, the format. It was right. a diary, so it was a lot of yeah. the same pages. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I typed it out, printed it off. Yeah. And then I cut out the pages and then I got like a Spyrex, like a $2 Spyrex notebook. You know, See. those real cheap notebooks yeah. you buy at the news agency. Yeah. And I cut out the pages, I stuck them onto the, to the notebooks. And then cool. I went to Alec, um, my business partner, and I said, hey, can you design this? Mm-hmm. And um, we designed it and got the first sample printed out of the University of Binbury. It cost, me, cost about 150 bucks at the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then used it and I realized, okay, this is pretty cool. Okay. And decided to try to sell it to... You know, bookstores. Nice. How did you come up with my goals? I know a lot of people say me goals. Do you hate that? No, not really. I mean, my goals was. I think it was. I think it was always one of the original, um, original titles that we came up with, or that I came yeah. up with. Um, you know, there was traditionally around the time MySpace and all that. There was all the, a lot of these my uh, things, right? So yeah. The iPhone, my this, my that, my this, my that. Um, and so I didn't want it to be my. And I decided, why don't we call it My Goals, M-I. And what that did was, it actually stood for Motivation Inspiration. Mm. So, yeah, Motivation, I, Inspiration. And then, I remember prior to that, I did, I did come up with different names and they were called the G list, Goal list. Right. And now um, I was going to transition off into W list, Wedding list. Um, you know, all these other lists. Right. So, you know, the, the, the letter would resonate with whatever it was. So, there was, there was sort of future thinking in terms of, okay, we'll do the goal list now, we'll do maybe the bucket list after, we'll do the wedding list after. Mm. So that was another option at the time. But yeah. it ended up being mine. Yeah. Cool. Um, what's a memory that you hold dear to yourself? Like, have you met anyone that um, through your brand has changed their lives? Yeah, well, look, um, um, there's, there's one particular email that we got quite early on or that I got quite early on in the, in the piece. I think it probably could have been the first or second year of um, launching the products. And there was a guy from WA and he wrote in to say how much the books had changed his life. So he'd been using uh, My Goals, the My Goals Diary and he was going through a transition phase in his life where he had to learn how to walk again. His story was essentially he had to learn how to walk again and the, and the, and the diary helped him get through that transition. And then a year later, what happens is we get another email from that same person and he's just gone through a messy divorce. He's been left with three kids to fend, to look after and, you know, just a huge transition in his life and he goes, again, with, without the books, I would have 
have a, I wouldn't have fucked with his face. Mm. So uh, yeah. I remember that person here yeah, twice he wrote it. You know, it was just like poor guy. Yeah. But it's it's interesting that something that you thought was just, you know, something for yourself that you needed in terms of helping you achieve your goals has helped someone change their life just through like a product that you created, you know what I mean? It's it's interesting that someone so far away has been affected by something that you created, um, you know, just to, yeah, help you get on track and help you set goals and help you be better um, by having that tool there for them. They've been able to change their life and like they've had a platform to just and it's, all they need to do is just write into it. Yeah. And it's as simple as that, but that has changed his whole life. So that's pretty crazy. And, and that was a big realisation of this whole business in terms of before that, I didn't realise that was possible. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I've now realised years on that whatever I'm thinking as an individual, human beings, we're not wired too differently. So in terms of if you've got a problem, I can assure you that millions of other people have got the same issue. Right. If you've got something that you want to improve on, millions of other people have the same thing they want to improve on. Mm. So we're actually quite wide, quite similarly. So mm. that was that realization that people are connecting because I connected with it. I created this product out of my own personal needs, mm. and I realized my personal needs aren't too different from you know many others. Right. <coughs> what I'm really interested in is because um, you and Alec have been working together for a while now, mm-hmm. um, and you guys were friends in high school, right? And how long has my goals been around for now? Uh, it officially started 2010 or 2010. So around that was the first product yeah. when I launched it, and it was yeah, damn, it was okay. a side project. Yeah. So, so you guys have grown like massively since then. Well, um, yeah, I was started. So originally, I was started. I got Al to design it, so it was like a mate's race. Yeah. I start this thing, and I go, Al, I need someone to help me design it. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool, I'll help you out. Didn't charge me much at all. Mm. So he helped me out with those first few years. Um, right. Probably after three years, then I get Al involved and I say, I can't do this on my own. Mm. I'll give you a percentage of the business and we do it together. Mm. You know, cool. having that best of interest helps yeah. a lot as opposed to, you know, I'll pay this, but having yeah. that person involved and seeing that progress that was made, that's right. when it becomes, you know, if we take that next step together. Sick. That's <coughs> And how has it been since then? Have you guys been through a lot of ups and downs together? Because obviously there are ups and downs in business. Mm-hmm. How has it been dealing it? dealing with those problems um, and those successes as well uh, in that partnership? We've been through, you know, the business itself, people see a lot from the outside and they, they, you know, perception is not always reality. They don't realise how hard it is to grow a business or to get to the stage where you're at. Um, So there's always been highs and lows in terms of, okay, you know, we're a small team, so there's a lot of pressure. Um, But we've got through it and and the good thing about our relationship is that we're, We've always respected each other, so we've mm-hmm. always had a good relationship, and that's helped us in business as well. So I can't think of a time that we've had a you know proper argument. Right. You know what I mean? Which is fantastic after what you know five, six years of, of business being in business together. Yeah. So, um, but I think yeah, there's been highs and lows. I think it's just that we understand each other, that we respect each other mm-hmm. as business individuals and as friends that have helped us get through that period, those periods. Yeah. That's cool because you, know, you hear a lot of people saying like, don't go into business with your friends or with your family and that kind yeah. of thing as well. There's obviously a lot of family businesses around as well. Um, are there any, I guess, tips that you have? Um, I know you said like you guys have a mutual respect. Yeah. So I guess respect is a key tool for people that want to go into business with their friends or into business with, um, you know, someone that you, it might be their partner or something like that. Do you have any other tips or like lessons that you've learnt along the way? Yeah, I mean, in terms of going into business with friends or family, I think the biggest issue is the fact that it's always, it, there's, it's hard to sort of 
voice your opinion because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm. So I think from the onset, I think setting the boundaries in the beginning is really important in terms of this is what I do, this is what you do, this is what we bring to the table, this is what business represents. Um, so I think setting the boundaries, and it's always a tough thing to do. I mean, it's, you know, I, I can't sit here and say that I'm, I'm, I'm great at doing that because I, you don't, you know, when your friends and your family don't, mm. you know, there's, yeah. there's that awkwardness yes. when it comes to those topics. Those like hard conversations. Yeah, there's hard conversations. Yeah. It's not, you know, you have someone that you don't really know, you can just say, this is what needs to happen. Right. But it's, I think the tip is from the onset, establish those boundaries and establish those, you know, this is what's happening, this is what it is. Let's go from there. Yeah. Sick. Pretty awesome. Um, I want to move in the, into a direction of more like mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like goal setting, um, do you have any thoughts on like the effects of like goal setting and mental health and like what um, tips you give to people when it comes to like um, setting goals for like um, taking care of that? It, you know, mental health is such a big thing right now and I think there's two ways you can look at it. Goal setting done incorrectly can actually hinder your mental health. It mm-hmm. can actually have a negative effect on it. Because if you're not doing stuff that actually resonates with who you are and what matters to you, and you're doing stuff for the wrong reason, or setting goals for the wrong reason, there's always, you always got to come across a, a, a time and place where it just doesn't feel right. right. And you're, it, you can be overwhelmed and it, something doesn't click. When you, whereas if you set goals that you're passionate about, that actually resonate with you, that gives you that direction of focus and clarity. And that's probably what we miss in today's society. That's why, you know, there's so many people that are depressed, anxious, overwhelmed, because it's just too much going on that we don't, you know, we're, we're paralysed with thought, paralysed with inaction. So we just need this tool, you know, goal setting done correctly, it's got to help you actually focus on the things that really matter. And when you do that, that's going to help your mental health. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, I don't have to worry about all that noise on the outside. This is what I'm doing, and I'm doing this for myself mm. and for the for the important things in my life, as opposed to, oh, that person's doing that, I should be doing that. And that's that that um, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. That's what's essentially affecting a lot of people. I think. Mm. I think that's interesting. Yeah, because like you hear about people saying, all right, you got to set your goals, you got to have a clear vision, but like, what if that is you're setting the wrong goals, and what if you're, you know. Um, I guess clouded and you're picking the wrong things to kind of go for and that's something I feel like not many people talk about. Well, they're missing that line in there mm. for you. Right. And when they say you've got to have that vision, you've got to set that goal and mm. it has to be, that matters to you. Yeah. Because that's the key thing, right? If you're, imagine if you're, if you're setting a goal that actually really resonates and you're blocking out all that noise and you're focusing on your thing that brings you joy, that brings you fulfillment, that's, that's hard to be depressed in those situations mm. because you know you're true to yourself and you know that you're doing something that, that that doesn't isn't affected by the outside world. Mm. It's like this is what I want to do, and this is what I want to contribute. So this is what I'm going to do. And you know, I know there's going to be tough times, but I'll get through it because I'm doing something I'm actually really passionate about. Nice. Would you consider goal setting a skill? I don't think it's that much of a skill. I think it's quite logical. But I think it's just people have to understand um, the the mindset in terms of getting into goal setting. I think people coming from the perspective of uh, just because I set goals, I somehow should be guaranteed that I'm going to you know, succeed for that matter. Whereas I tell people, you know, goal setting does not guarantee success. Yeah. All it does is improve your odds of success. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like 
if you know what you want to do and where you want to get to, that's better than having it in your head and just being like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Mm. So it's just, it's just the roadmap. It just gives you direction. That's, it. that's, that's really it. Yeah. Question then, because um, I know a lot of people sometimes don't know what they want to do. Um, what are your thoughts on um, you know, people that might be doing something that they don't want to do, that might be in a job that they don't like, um, and they're not too sure where to go, though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's still kind of like... I think, um, I think they have to take a step back, and I think one of the things that has to improve is the conversation that we have with ourselves. So the mm-hmm. self-awareness component, because we sometimes just jump into goals, whereas we don't really understand you know, our values, we don't understand you know, what is our purpose, what do we define success as. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's key questions that you know, probably a lot of people haven't even really asked themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and these are the questions that we need to start to dig deeper into to sort of help us set those right goals. Right. And, and I tell people in terms of this, they don't know what they like and everyone knows what they like. You know, we always look forward, we tend to look forward to find the answers, but if we actually take time to look backwards, we'll find out all those situations and times in our lives that we've actually had joy and had fulfillment and loved what we do. But if we can sort of, you know, go and be our own detective and find out those things and look back and think, oh yeah, I really enjoyed doing that. I really enjoy doing that and then start putting together pieces. Mm. That's when we can actually start to set better goals. Nice. I think that's the cool thing about having the diary or having the planner. It's like, this is... It forces you to stop and just like write instead of just like maybe you're in the car driving and you're just thinking about these things or you're in the shower or whatever. Like having the physical book makes you stop and like actually ask yourselves those ask yourself those questions and like write them down. Hundred percent, and, that, and that's the main thing, right? In terms of you look at the, the gold digger planner and the diary, it's split into three sections. The first part is the self awareness component where you ask yourself, you know, what are my values? What's my purpose? What's my toolkit to success? You know, what's my vision? And then once you, you dig into that and you write out those, those, you know, those answers, then you can dig into your goals. Mm-hmm. What goal do I want to set? And that's your strategy component. Right. So you set your goal and then the third part is the diary. That's your action. So you've got the week-to-week action list of, I should be doing this because that res- you know, relates to my goals that are set earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. So it sort of guides you through the whole process. Nice. And I think that's what we need. We need this, this structure in our lives, this control, sense of control and sense of like, okay, I'm taking the right steps forward. Hmm. What do you do about consistency? Because <coughs> I feel like that's the other thing. Like, all right, cool. Like, maybe it's the start of the year. You just bought this diary. Like, cool. I have to set these goals. I'm super motivated. I'm excited to do this. And then, like, it hits like three weeks, and then, like, you kind of forgot about it, and like, you're not really looking at it anymore. Like, how do you tackle consistency? I mean, consistency is a big. I think it's a big buzzword. I think that's the buzzword mm-hmm. of this, you know, this year or this, you know, this yeah. generation. I think it's so important because a lot of us know what we need to be doing but we just struggle with consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an approach that we sometimes should consider, and that's instead of we've got this all or nothing approach, most people, it's like, you know what, I want to get fit, I want to change my life, and I'm going to go all in, mm-hmm. and I'm going to join the gym and go seven days for my yeah. first week, and I haven't trained for five years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, we, we tend to jump into things really quickly, and we go all in. And then what happens is we have a bad day or two bad days, and we quit. Because like, oh, I'm mucked up, you know, I'm a failure, I can't do this, you know, I'm not good at this. So we go with that all or nothing approach, whereas we have to change that to always something approach. And what that means is like, you might be having a bad day, you might be, you know, you might have missed out on your workout, but you decide, you know what, I'm going to do something. I might walk up a flight of stairs instead of taking the elevator at work. I might decide to, you know, go to a driving range or something small, but it's still something. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I might have had a bad day at work, and, but I sent off one good email. That's something. Mm. And then you look at the compound effect, and if you do that every day for the next 365 days, that's 365 good things that you've done mm. to take you closer towards your goals and, and developing that consistency. But then also consistency is about you know, developing better habits and rituals. So I've got three habits that I work off every day, and it's stretch for seven minutes, meditate for five, that's, that's that first line, and then the second line is exercise for 20. And mm. 20 minutes could be anything. It could be playing with my two children, could be going to the driving range, could be going to the gym, could be walking for 20 minutes, just something, 20 mm. minutes of, of activity. And then the third one is better myself for 20 minutes. So it could be listening to a podcast, could be watching YouTube, could be reading a book. Nice. And there's these three things, simple things to do that have mm. helped me sort of develop this ritual and this consistency. Mm. And now I go through it most days. You know, there's days that I don't do it or miss some, but that's okay. You know, that all or nothing approach, I've yeah. sort of taken that away and said, you know what, I'm human. You're going to have those bad days. Yeah. You're going to miss some times, but just get back on the horse and start again and go through it again and get into that ritual of actually enjoying the process. Nice. Always something over all or nothing. Yeah, 100%. I like that. It's like, you know what I mean? I remember the sugar, the sugar you know, let's quit sugar. And there was everyone just sort of just going, well, quit sugar. You know, yeah. I'm in my 20s, I've had sugar every day for the rest of the, all my life. And right. Tomorrow I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> Come on. I mean, there's, 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 it takes there's, time. There's, Change takes time. It takes time. Yeah. There's, there's a specific group of people that can probably do that, mm. that can just cut it off. But generally, most of us can't. And we're too harsh on ourselves. Even with you know, business and everything, I do it to myself. It's like, oh, I should be here, we should be here, we should be doing this. And it's like, you know what, just take time to be grateful. And that's another thing in terms of developing consistency. It's ability to be grateful as well. Because you've got to be grateful and then it's like, okay, I'm grateful for where I am and what can I do today? And what can I do tomorrow? You take those small steps. I feel like it's a, a commitment thing when it comes to, specifically with that sugar thing. Like, for me, putting sugar was like, a lot easier. Have you put sugar? Oh, sugar, yeah. You did? Yeah. You wanted it? Okay. Fully. Fully. Oh, I had my cheap days. Well, I tried to get Always it. something. Always <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a lot easier when my whole family does it. Yeah. Because I have somebody, like I have somebody to talk to about it and it's like relatable and they understand the mission and we like support each other and we make sugarless desserts and stuff together. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like just having those things and just having that support and that environment. I think if you're planning to do something like um, recently, quitting alcohol for two years was a goal for me, and I'm a year and a half in. Yeah. And just telling everyone, like telling David, like, oh, I'm actually quitting alcohol, like, and them supporting, like, yeah. and not putting the drinks in my face, it, it makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. You gotta have people to support you. Yeah. Even in the goals. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's what was one of your goals, and that those the people in your life you have to have that around you. Yeah, it's but then you also in the same direction. Same direction, but you also I feel you need those people that don't believe in you, or the ones that sort mm -hmm. of to prove them wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, there's it's a certain sense of element to what you look mm -hmm. at. Uh, again, professional athletes, business people. You look at you know, Steve Jobs. You look at you know Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. um, even Schwarzenegger. All these people that have a sense of. I'm going to prove to myself, not only to myself, but to others, that it's possible that mm -hmm. I can actually do this. Yeah. Yeah. And that drove them that extra 10, 20%. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're that's your only driving yeah. force, then, then, you're, then you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But if you use it as that, you would nitro and turbo. Mm. <laughs> a little bit extra. A little bit extra, that, that's always good. You know, otherwise, everyone's telling you that you're that great and you're amazing, then you sometimes end up believing the hype and you sort of don't put in the effort that you should be putting mm. in. Right. Nice. 
Uh, well, we gotta wrap this up, man, because uh, I know your family is hanging out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, school holiday time. it's school holidays. You gotta get back to the fam yeah, and you know enjoy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> solid. I guess on that, then um, I think work-life balance is an interesting one. How do you find running a business um, and balancing that with um, you know staying fit, um, you know your goals, your habits, um, your family time, um, trying to grow the business as well, trying to expand, trying to think of new products being created, like how do you find balancing all of those things? I mean obviously time management, um, mm-hmm. getting you know weekly planning and just understanding where I've got time to allocate towards, you know one of my big things is golf, you know yeah. I, I need to play my golf and that's my escape from all the, the stresses and, um, and all the things going on so that's an important thing but just yeah, making time to actually plan out the week and go on. I don't need to be working crazy, crazy, crazy hours, otherwise I'm just going to burn out and I'm going to be of use to no one. Mm. So just um, do you, you do it like on a specific day? Like uh, every Sunday, I want to plan out my week, or every Friday or Monday, or I do, do it on the, I do it every morning in terms of I go through the whole thing in, in the morning. Like on a, I do it let's say on a Sunday, but then every morning it'll be just like reiterating. I use it, like, what am I doing today? What's important? Yeah. What what do I need to focus on? Nice. Where's me time? Mm, yeah. um, so just being conscious of it, just allowing myself to sort of. Not be perfect, but just so I need to look after myself and I need to enjoy the process and life as well. Otherwise, we're going to get to a point where we work all these hours and all this time. And what are you doing? Yeah, yeah what are you doing it for? Mm. And that's and that's that comes down to what's your definition of success? Yeah. If your definition is you want to be the biggest and the best, then you're going to probably have to put in those hours. If you want to be the next number one in the world, maybe you have to sacrifice everything. But maybe that's not for me. Maybe we want to empower. And inspire millions of people, but I also want to have a good life as well. Yeah. Nice. Damn. Awesome. Boom. Boom. There it is. Drop the mic. Drop that mic, yeah. Mike's man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. But yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming down, man. That was really insightful. I, I feel like, it. yeah, it was a really good chat, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, man. All right, thanks for listening. Oh, 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 yeah, where can people find yeah, yes, of course. Um, pick the us on our website, so www.mygoals.com. M I G O A L S, or just on our Instagram handles again at my goals. Yeah, nice. My and Instagram is not nah. out there really. Just it's, my goals. And what's, yeah. your, what's your house address? Credit card number. I'll I'll put that up on the link after. Oh, yeah, put it in the show notes. Awesome. We're being transparent here. I mean, it's not even real. Yeah, honesty. All about. Alright, cool. Thanks, bro. I'm gonna reset. Wow, what a podcast. (laughs) Wow. If you're not inspired and motivated by this podcast, listen to it again. Give it another listen. And I guess uh, it's important to see, I guess, the value of setting goals. Um, This whole podcast was a goal of ours that we set a long time ago. So it's crazy to see it come into fruition. And in turn, like we're doing a podcast about setting goals and, you know, going out and doing your thing. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Really happy with how this is coming out. Mm. Yeah, so if you did enjoy it, actually, don't forget to subscribe um, because we're going to be coming out with a lot more episodes and also give us a review if you enjoy it, if you have any feedback as well. If it's bad feedback, just email me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give us less than five stars, please. Yeah, five stars, five stars. But um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it. We hope the community enjoys it. And uh, yeah, be ready for some more. Peace. Out.